imagine if you knew that if I just did these things, it's guaranteed success. Would you not do it? If you knew if I just, you know, do these actions in a year, I'll be a millionaire. If you knew that you would do it. You're listening to Build a Better Wellness Biz. I'm your host, Jeremy Enns. In this episode, I'm talking with Stephanie Bellinger. I am a spiritual mindset and transformation coach helping women entrepreneurs create a life and business that sets their soul on fire and that's really in alignment with who they are. Stephanie is the creator of the thriving Spiritual Boss Babe community, but she got her start as an entrepreneur when she left her day job at a gym to start her own personal training business. I've always been a firm believer that consistency pays off. And if you want something, you got to take action, you know? And so I took massive action and went from barely having anything in the bank and working at this gym, working all these weird hours to uh, having a five-figure months and everything changed. And while the jump into working for herself was great at first, the realities of running a business as a solopreneur quickly caught up with her. I felt like I was doing a million and one things and I was doing well, but at the same time, I was always scared that I was going to fall apart. And I was just like trying to stay afloat and had all these limiting beliefs of not being good enough, not being smart enough. Even though I was doing all the things, I still felt like, oh, I'm like a crappy instructor. Like people don't like me. There's other trainers who know way more than me. I'm not really that great. And it really got to me. And basically created the downfall of that. A year and a half into working for herself, Stephanie found herself once again picking up shifts as a bartender to supplement her diminishing income. She was angry and confused about why her business was falling apart when she thought she had it all figured out. As she reflected on her experience, she had an insight. What I realized was when I did make that all happen really fast, because it did seem like it was overnight, I did certain things to make that happen energetically and mindset-wise that I realized after, but I also did certain things to do the opposite. She took that insight and ran with it, embodying the lessons she'd learned the first time around to quickly build up what would become Spiritual Boss Babe. In this episode, Stephanie and I talk about intention, action, the idea of being as if, and where these concepts overlap in a practical, down-to-earth way. As you might imagine, Stephanie can go deep into the spiritual side of things, But what I love about her is that she combines that with a very grounded belief in taking action and consistency. I wanted to start off the conversation by asking her what lessons she had taken away from the experience of her initial business crumbling due to her mindset and limiting beliefs, and how she's applied those lessons going forward. So the first step is having that awareness. I didn't know a lot of what I know now back then, but what I remind myself of now and what I would encourage other people to remind themselves of when they become aware of things is that you are actually, you are not your thoughts. You're not your beliefs. You are not any of that stuff. You are not your circumstances either. You are literally the being who's experiencing those things. You're, you are thinking the thoughts, you are thinking those beliefs, but it's not actually you. So when you can kind of like detach from it and, and step more into being the observer of it, then it's much easier to ask different questions like, okay, when did I decide that? When did I decide I wasn't smart enough? Who told me that? Do I really want to continue telling myself that? Can I find evidence of the opposite of times when I felt really smart or felt like I knew my shit? (laughs) You know, and then you can start to like dissect it. 
of course it definitely helps to have someone like outside of your box because you can only, you know, do so much until you understand yourself more then it's easier to navigate. So for me, I started going to EMDR therapy back then. I started going to hypnotherapy. I went to events. I started getting into plant medicine. Like I went in on my mindset like crazy. I would listen to audiobooks like during my cardio for at least an hour a day. Like during my whole workout sometimes I would listen to personal development like hour, hundreds of hours like throughout that year or whatever more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of to set the stage a little bit for some of what we're going to talk about, I've heard you, this kind of gets at what we've already been discussing here, but I've heard you say before how your inner world reflects your outer world and vice versa, kind of, and how these two are, are really linked. And a lot of people who might not be super in touch with what they're feeling internally or what, where their mindset's at might just feel like everything's happening to them and they don't have any power a lot of times to kind of take that inner world and their inner power and manifest whatever it might be, whatever success they're looking to achieve in the outer world. So can you just walk us through a bit of like how you think about that concept? Yeah. I mean, I understand that there are things that are out of our control that may happen during our lifetime or during people's lifetime that are traumatic or and what have you. But at the same time, you want to be at cause and take responsibility for your life instead of being in effect. When you're in effect, you're in like the victim mentality, the, oh my God, this is all happening to me. Like, and then you feel powerless and nothing good comes from feeling powerless. So we want to really just be at cause and take responsibility regardless of whatever the hell has happened, is happening, whatever. Because when you're taking full responsibility for your life, then you're standing in your power and you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to intentionally create what I want, you know, just regardless. And so that's my take on a piece of it. And it's so much more empowering to be in that place, you know? And I do believe that our inner world is a reflection of our outer world. Our subconscious mind is running the show. It's our superpower. And if you've been programmed your for your, your whole lifetime or even before, you know, from your family or before you were even born, if people believe in past lives, all that stuff, carrying a lot of things that are not even you. So you can intentionally create your reality by releasing the resistance that's in the way by being your highest self in the now by choosing to say, you know what, like, this is what I'm creating. This is who I'm deciding to be. This is what I really want. And of course you have to have motivation because if you don't have motivation, like what's going to drive you, you know? And I've experienced that in so many facets of my life where certain things will be going on in my external world, I didn't always see this, but I would eventually realize that even like relationship wise, this is a really easy example. Like I I've been in, I recently (laughs) was in a not so great relationship that I didn't understand why that happened after all the work that I've done and blah, blah, blah. But actually now I realize that, holy shit, that was actually a mirror for me to see where I wasn't actually loving myself. And I had to learn boundaries and I had to learn how to love myself even more. One of the things that I most love stumbling upon is when I discovered that I have a belief about how something works in one aspect of my life that's incongruent with how I think about something similar in a different aspect of my life. 
When it comes to relationships, the idea that you'll receive what you put out is so ubiquitous that it borders on cliché, and it's something that I wholeheartedly believe. And yet, when it comes to how I show up in my business, I struggle to buy in to the same extent. I'll be honest, I really want to believe that I can set my intention, show up with the right energy, and manifest everything I dream of. But I still have enough skepticism that I can't fully commit to it. More often than not, this conflict has me living in two worlds, wanting to let go, to trust that I can let my intuitive, visionary, big picture side take the lead, but falling back into my analytical, checklist-loving, implementation-focused habits to set everything up just in case the muse doesn't have my back. I asked Stephanie how she balances the intuitive being with the tactical doing. Before, I was all I was way more about doing things. I still obviously take action, but before, I was much more about, I gotta take massive action and hustle and do all these things. And I took a lot of pride in that. You know, it made me feel like, yeah, like I'm, I'm an action taker. I do things. I get things done. And then I, I didn't realize later on until, yeah, action's important. But what's more important is the being who's doing the doing. You know what I mean? Like when you're being that multimillionaire, like entrepreneur, speaking on stages, best-selling author, when you're being that in your identity, then the things that you do are that much more powerful and more potent. And there's an energy to it. There's a different energy to it. People are flocked to it because you're in this energy. You know, when you walk, when someone who's like super confident in themselves, like walks into a room, you can feel it versus someone who's not. And so like, it's, it's basically like that kind of thing when, when you're coming to your business of like, yes, do the inner work the whole time. But the main piece is who's the version of me who's already there. And how can I be that in the now that's going to create your success. And that's really the work in my opinion. Yeah. So I think probably most of us, we think that we're like operating at our highest level. We're not, not aware that there is another level that we could be at or that our mindset is not where it should be. And so a lot of times we default to thinking like when things aren't working, well, it's like I have the wrong strategy. I don't have the right tools. If I could hire this person, then everything would just come together. And we don't realize like, well, actually the real roadblock is all this is me. So for people who can't recognize that in themselves, they think they're like operating at their peak level. Are there things that you notice almost like symptoms or signs that like, okay, if you can check these boxes, you probably have work to do on your own mindset before moving on to all that other stuff. Um, when people get in their head about things like, what should I post or how should I write this? Or, you know, how many emails should I send? Like that is like such a common thing that a lot of people get hung up on, like all of the how of how to do the perfect launch, the secret strategy, how to say the right thing so the people, but that stuff, like, yeah, there's certain strategies obviously out there for different ways of communicating and more effectively and all this stuff. But at the same time, none of that is going to make any difference <laughs> really, unless you're embodying that confidence and, and your next level. So for me, I used to really get hung up on strategy a lot and, and actually for me personally, it really screwed shit up for me. Like every time I would try to figure out how to do things and get so hung up on the how, and I thought everyone else had some secret strategy that I had no clue of. And I was doing all this learning and I was binging on all these podcasts and learning how to launch a course and all this stuff for years before I actually did. And, you know, things weren't working for me. And I kept thinking that someone, someone knows something that I don't know. And then I realized 
that actually that's not true, that I need to do things in a way that feels aligned for me. So from all the things that I've learned, you know, what feels really good for me and how I like to do things strategy wise, if that makes sense. And things just started flowing like my Facebook group. So I, so I started my spiritual boss Bay brand, right? That came out of nowhere. I literally was like, I moved across the country and I took some of my personal training clients on zoom and I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do something different. I want to do something different. I started my Facebook group, spiritual boss babes. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, I'm going to just start this group, bring a bunch of women together, share my message and then figure out what to offer them. So I started my group, started inviting people, telling them to invite people. I did, you know, free videos and challenges and, and it started growing a little. The first year, maybe there was like a thousand people. Awesome. I had a big vision for the group though. Like I was like, this thing is going to blow up. After that first year, I started stepping way more, even more into my power and getting creative and having a lot of fun with it. Cause if your business isn't fun, like what's the point? So after that first year, my group started growing by like a thousand people a week. And it went from, I remember it was like, I don't know, maybe August of 2017, there was like a a couple thousand, not even. And then by October, there was like 27,000 women in there. Now there's over 31,000 and, you know, it grew really quickly when it had this big boom and I wasn't even ready for it. I, I didn't feel ready for it. At that time, I was like, oh, shit, I got to really step things up. And so that actually brought up more stuff for me of like, wow, I have all these people. Like, how am I going to handle this? And, you know, I had to go through a different phase of, you know, beliefs. I started making programs. I was working two jobs at that time when it started really growing. And then I everything happened kind of quickly at that time. Left my jobs, you know, started launching courses, blah, blah, blah. But I was, I was learning from people taking action, doing strategy, but I was also doing it in a way that felt really good to me. I was also at times I did things in a way that didn't feel good or that I thought that I should do because someone else told me I should do it. And then I wouldn't get the results that I wanted. And then I would get really frustrated. And I did that quite a few times, but I reached this moment finally where I was like, I'm like not doing it this way anymore. Like I'm going to make my own freaking rules. I'm going to do this when I launch and I'm going to show up like this. And I'm going to make sure that in the background, I am doing so much for myself, like next level so that I could be in that energy and that frequency of like really all this excitement and abundance. And I know that that's going to translate because people feel that and things started shifting when I threw out the freaking rules and followed aligned strategies that felt really good to me. Everything started shifting a lot financially, impact-wise, my brand, my team. Yeah. I know that I've done this so many times and probably everybody listening has, and probably you have as well, where this is all sounding really good. And you're like, okay, I know I'm not being the person that I need to be to achieve this thing. And I can kind of even picture who that person is and okay, they would show up like this and all these things, but it's hard to actually like commit to that. And you're worried about like, well, is what's everybody going to think when I like step into this new identity. And I know you've talked about before, like half-assing it versus full-assing it basically. And when you step into it, so I'm curious, like what kind of encouragement or tips do you have for somebody who's like, knows they need to like own this new identity that's going to take them to the next level, but is just kind of scared and standing on that edge to take that leap. I think that having support is everything. Every time 
that's another thing. When I hired my first coach, that was when everything started growing as well. It wasn't because she told me a secret strategy though. It was because I had someone who freaking believed in me and they were, you know, in my corner. So honestly, I think having a coach is like a really important and powerful way to get to your next level and to step into that new identity because you have someone there that has done it before that you vibe with, that you like, that you look up to, whatever, that you want to, you know, you want to do similar thing as them. And they're in your corner. Like you got this, like, yeah, that idea is amazing. Like try doing this thing or whatever, what have you. So I think nothing has been more powerful for me than support. And that's why I, that's why I like to do with my audience in general. Like I want to be that person to just keep reminding people to do their thing. For me, coaches, even my friends and like close connections I have in my life, like them believing in me helps me believe in me more. And obviously, yeah, I, I say like, you know, we got to believe in ourselves. We got to be our own biggest cheerleader. But when someone can reflect their experience of you to you, that's powerful because you can't see that when you're in your own self, you know, always. I can't say enough about the topic of support and specifically paying for support from coaches and consultants. We often have such a distorted view of ourselves and our work that it can be essential to get a blunt, unbiased assessment of where we're doing well and where we could use improvement. If you're someone who falls more on the heart-centered side of the spectrum, chances are you're already doing amazing work that your conception of yourself hasn't quite caught up to yet. When this is the case, there's often no other way to level up your confidence and step into the next level of your potential than to have someone else who you trust reflect how they see you back to you. Even once we're able to own our value and what we bring to the table, however, we eventually all reach a point where we top out in regards to how far our existing mindset, beliefs, and identity can take us. This can be a scary spot when we're forced to confront the fact that to progress any further, we have to leave behind or dismantle entirely the things that have gotten us this far. I wanted to know how Steph thinks about these plateaus and moving through them. You'll usually notice like when you hit kind of a plateau or if you've been setting these next level goals, when you get to that next level and you're like, oh, wow, I've been here for a while. And that's usually when something needs to shift up. So it can be anything but getting support and figuring out, okay, like you got to think bigger, right? So for me, it was, okay, what really would that next level me do? Like what, what, or what wouldn't she do? And something that came to me was, well, she would have people helping her with everything because she'd only be showing up on videos and podcasts and that's it. Like, so then I, then I started growing my team and giving more to my assistants and saying, you know, having them handle all my podcast stuff, having them, you know, handle my emails when people write to be on the podcast or whatever, or even having them create social media stuff from my videos, they create posts or from things that I say, they'll create quotes for Instagram or clips or whatever. So I started giving more away so that I can be more. And I am, have always wanted to grow my business so that I could freaking be and live my life and have more time. And I kept filling that time with busy stuff. And I still do that sometimes. Like I love working on my business. I'm a very creative. It's my art, you know, so I still, but I've freed my time because I want to freaking live more and be more and go out on the lake on a Wednesday afternoon or, you know, go to the gym in the middle of the day, which I love doing, which I've always done <laughs> or what have you, 
just different things, more freedom and that flexibility in my schedule. So for me, that looks like, okay, next level stuff like has this and, and that. And even now, again, it has to do for me, like with team, like, okay, next I'm going to have someone help with this whole thing. Like my whole launches, you know, like from start to finish kind of thing so that I can step more into the multimillionaire CEO version of Stephanie, which I'm still creating. And that's the fun part though. You get to like, it forces you to think outside the box and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. (laughs) One of the things I think that people like when it comes to the energy and mindset and being versus the doing and tangible strategies and actions, people think, well, Oh yeah, it's easy for her to say like, to just like imagine that. And then like, what am I supposed to do? Just hire this whole team. Like I don't have the budget for that. But a lot of time it's like, taking that first tiniest little step of like, okay, what's one thing that I can become from that person like that I can do today. And there's probably more than one thing that you can do that that person does. And it's like those things start opening up more and more and more space over time where eventually you can step into that more and more fully. Yeah. So there's two things I want to say to that first, start to get used to delegating some things and then build onto it. You know, don't worry about giving people everything and like, you know, hiring a whole team. Secondly, your habits, the biggest shift you will ever freaking make in your life is shifting your habits. So when you say, okay, that millionaire version of me or whatever you're trying to connect to the six figure version of me, doesn't matter. You got to ask yourself, like, would that version of me have a freaking messy office? I highly doubt it. What would that version of me do first thing in the morning? She wouldn't look at her phone as soon as she opens her eyes. She'd probably make her bed. So it looks nice. It could be these little small habits of different ways you go about your day, different things that you do for yourself. I like to encourage people to think like, man, if I had all the money and all the time in the world, like what would I do with my day and how would I treat my body? You wouldn't eat shit probably, hopefully. (laughs) I'm just saying what I'm saying, you know, that's stuff that I would think of. Like, I want to fuel my vessel. Like I want to, my body to be like optimal, like I want to feel freaking amazing. And so I'm going to do things that and change my habits. Like I changed a lot of my habits. I had habit of like standing up all the time when I ate because I was always in a rush when I was personal training. And I got in this habit of standing up all the time when I ate. And I didn't even realize this until, I mean, it was a long time that I was doing that. And I had this like really powerful moment where I was like, oh my God, sit down, Steph, make a beautiful plate, light a candle, like relax. And that was actually a really big shift for me. And, you know, I changed a lot of habits around that stuff and it changed everything for me. It really did. I didn't realize until Steph brought it up that I've had my own experience with this type of future visualization and it's been absolutely transformative. For me, it started in the summer of 2019 when I started to notice that when I would twist my body around or bend down, there were a few roles that hadn't always been there before. At this point, I'd been working online for four years after previously working very physical jobs. So while my output level had certainly changed, my intake had not. As a result, I was about 40 pounds heavier than when I first started my business. Now, I'd been aware of this slowly happening over the previous years, and it even made multiple attempts to try and reverse the trend. Any changes I made to my diet or activity level, however, were always short-lived. But in the summer of 2019, something was different. I had reached a point in my business where I was moving more and more into the role of CEO. It was exciting for me that after years of work, I was finally getting to spend most of my time focusing on the business rather than in it, and I was excited to own that role. But here's the thing. 
When I looked around at other CEOs I admired, I felt like I didn't quite measure up. They all had a sense of confidence, comfort, and ease that I felt I could never really achieve. As I dug into the feeling, I realized that I had some shame around my body and that despite all of the other amazing things I'd been able to achieve, building my business, traveling the world, and creating this great life, no matter what I did, I still couldn't achieve this one goal of losing the weight. As I was wrestling with my inability to achieve this one nagging goal, I started thinking about the version of myself who was operating at that next level. The Jeremy who was at ease networking with other CEOs, who confidently gave talks on stages in front of thousands of people, who was comfortable with attention rather than shying away from it, and I realized that my body and my view of it was holding me back from really pushing upwards to that next level. Once I was clear on that, I changed my habits around food, I got more in tune with my mindset and emotions related to hunger and eating, and over the next 12 months, I lost 50 pounds. But that wasn't the end. Building habits is a skill, and once I changed my habits around food, I started establishing and changing other habits. The most impactful was that I started a daily writing habit, which is among other things, birthed my signature program, Podcast Marketing Academy, this podcast, and much, much more. Those achievements, along with overcoming my four-year challenge with losing weight, then contributed to a massive spike in confidence, which has continued to snowball into more opportunities over the past year and a half. All that to say, visualizing the version of yourself that you want to grow into can be a powerful motivator to commit to the actions necessary to become that person. One of the things that has emerged for me as I've gone through this process of leveling up over the past year and a half has been the power of consistency. Whether you're losing weight, growing an audience, or building a business, it's hard to achieve much without it. I know consistency is a topic that Steph is passionate about as well, and it turns out that it's a skill she developed when she undertook a very different weight loss journey of her own. I was in a really abusive relationship from 14 to 20. It's a whole other story that I don't need to really get into the whole thing, but during that time, the person I was with was making fun of me because we found out that I weighed more than him. And it's really interesting that that moment I was like, oh no, you're going to make, you're going to, you're going to say this stuff to me. It like sparked something in me that was like, oh wait, yeah, you fucking watch. (laughs) And I know like, it's probably sounds like a really like unhealthy thing, but whatever. It motivated me so much to be like, you know what? I'm going to freaking take care of my body. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to build confidence. I'm going to build up the inner strength to leave this freaking asshole and go on with my life. And I did. And it was so crazy because I got so into it and I hated working out. I, I never participated in gym class. I ate so unhealthy. So I started changing my diet and learning and working out and the more I got into it, the more I was like, whoa, I like this. Like I started getting into it and seeing results. I lost like 12 pounds in the first two weeks. And that's when I was like, okay, like I'm going to keep doing this and learning. And after I changed my whole body and saw the difference and felt the difference, I felt like a new woman. I felt like so much more confidence. And then I eventually, you know, left that toxic relationship. But from that, I was like, if I could do this, I could do freaking anything. I also talk about when it comes to like manifesting, I talk about manifesting weight loss because yeah, obviously I took action. Action's a part of it though, but you don't want to know I was so connected to the version of me on the other side of that. I was like, I saw myself as so confident. I saw myself as not being with that person and like being happy within a healthy relationship. You know, I saw myself on the other side of that so strongly that nothing was going to stop me. 
And that is where the consistency came in. Because imagine this for, for people listening, like imagine if you knew that if I just did these things, it's guaranteed success. Would you not do it? If you knew if I just, you know, do these actions in a year, I'll be a millionaire. If you knew that you would do it. And the thing that I think that stops people from being consistent is actually their lack of belief in themselves or the lack of belief in the result. And so they're like, well, I don't want to do all this work for nothing. You know, I'm going to do all this work and no one's going to even care. But then you have this belief system of that, then it's going to kind of reflect that. That's why it's so important to connect to the being of like so hardcore deciding where you're like, you know what? Like nothing's going to stop me. Like it's already done. And I'm just right now, you know, doing the actions to bring it into this reality. So in really all of your content that I've watched, it's really apparent as an observer how driven you are. And it feels like you're excited and on a mission and there is this energy and there's this like momentum to everything that you're doing. And it kind of like feels just listening to it. I I totally understand how the Facebook group grew like it did if that was your energy back then. (laughs) And so I'm curious, like, as you stepped into the mindset, was that you just like brought this energy to it? Or is that something that continued to build over time as like a freight train getting stronger and stronger as you're kind of continue to go along? I think when I am just really in my heart and I'm not in my head, it's just the authenticity can be felt. And I think that it's the authenticity that people are attracted to. But whenever I'm in my head, then it's like, eh, I don't know. Like in the beginning when I started doing my videos, like I, I would be like, um, you know, but once I started to relax into who I am and just like being my authentic self, I think that that definitely has helped with everything. And also, I always tell people this too. I've been sharing a similar message this whole freaking time. But the more that I've been sharing it and the more I would go on live and press go live and the more I just have my own growth and experiences, the more clear my message became to the point where I literally have like, oh, okay, this is a concept that I teach and it goes like this. And this is another something that I teach and it goes like this. And like, I, I've been able to really understand even my own message a thousand times more by showing up and just consistently sharing it. It's got more clear. And because it has gotten more clear, it's helped me help my clients more and create programs out of different facets of it, you know, to dive deeper And I think that's pretty cool too. So for those listening, like showing up and sharing your message is so important. Like your story is such a huge part of like why you're even doing what you're doing. And people love hearing your stories, even people. And I used to get hung up on that too. Oh, no one wants to really hear about my stories. You know, they just want me to teach them and show them things. No, people freaking want to hear your stories and you can, you know, teach things and share things within your stories to people. So I think like, yeah, the combination of authenticity, knowing my message from just continuing to share it and grow into it. Every Sunday, I send out my Listen Up newsletter to over a thousand generous entrepreneurs, marketers, and creators who are seeking to grow an audience around work that means something. Each week features an article to help you reframe how you're approaching your business, along with five things I discovered in the previous week that I think might help you in your life and business as well. Instead of another tactic or strategy to add to your never-ending to-do list, the newsletter is meant to help you rise above the noise and look at your work from a new perspective. It's best consumed sitting somewhere cozy with a cup of coffee in your hand, which is exactly how I write it. 
Writing this newsletter is my very favorite thing I do in my business, and it's something I'm truly proud to create and share. I'd be honored to send it to you, and you can sign up at betterwellness.biz newsletter. It's obvious that Steph places a lot of value on being attuned with her thoughts, feelings, and emotions. To wrap up our conversation, I wanted to know an area of her business in which she's currently feeling resistance and an area where she's currently feeling flow or ease. The resistance is really interesting that I've been noticing lately. And that is, I don't want to say fear of next level success, but it's almost like this feeling of, well, can it really be that easy and amazing at the same time? Or who would I be if it was really just like, boom. I created this little jingle that I made that I've been sharing. I shared it on Instagram earlier. I started saying to myself a lot more lately that get used to this, get used to it. It's easy to receive, get used to it. And so I made this little jingle, get used to it, used to it. Yeah, it's easy to receive. And so like, I've been saying this to myself because I want to get used to it on a cellular level of it being easy to receive all that I desire and the bigger desires and that it's okay to have these bigger desires, nothing wrong with it. So there's been a little resistance around like stepping into that. Like I've been experiencing crazy quantum leaps this month alone, that it's kind of like stretching me to this point where it's like, you know, I'm going, I'm moving out of an apartment into a house and my income like tripled. And so it's kind of like my identity or my body is like catching up. If that makes sense, that's kind of where I feel resistance. There's always a lesson in that though. So I always ask myself also like, what can I learn from this? What is it that I need to learn from this that will allow me to either let it go or to just really continue to step into that me that I'm being in flow. I just feel so in flow with like the things that I teach and share. I feel like I'm living it and embodying it on a whole different level that because of that, that's why everything's happening. Cause when you live more fully in integrity with like the things that you believe in and the things that you teach and all this stuff, that's when you get more into flow. Another thing that I want to just note on for me, I haven't really always been someone to celebrate. Actually, I preach people to celebrate. I celebrate, but there's another level of celebrating. And I think that also I've been allowing myself to celebrate my wins with my community, but with my friends and telling them like all the amazing things. Cause you know, a lot of people deal with that. Oh, I don't want to feel like I'm bragging or, Oh, if I, if I celebrate, then it's going to make other people feel bad. And I actually didn't even realize that that was a thing for me that I felt. And so I think also because I'm allowing myself to celebrate and feel good in it, that's really helping the flow. So for anyone listening, Make sure you celebrate along the whole way. Don't just wait till you achieve your goal to celebrate. Like celebrate all your wins. It really, really does make a difference. Celebrating wins is something that I am personally terrible at. And it feels like a fitting end to this conversation about being as if. I know that for me personally, no matter how big the achievement, I'm already looking forward to the next one. Rarely taking the time to be in the moment and revel in it, even if it's just for a short time. In the context of this conversation, I'm working to apply the concept of being as if to a lot of areas of my life, but one of the big ones is celebrating wins and owning and living in the successes that I've already achieved rather than minimizing them and immediately chasing the next milestone. 
After listening to this episode, I'd love to hear where you feel like you can apply being as if to your life and business. Who is that person that you want to embody and how do they operate that's different from what you're currently doing? You can head over to betterwellness.biz voice and leave me a message and I'd love to feature your response on an upcoming episode. You can connect with Steph further on Instagram at Spiritual Boss Babe, check out her Spiritual Boss Babe podcast and find out about everything else she has going on at spiritualbossbabe.com. Before we close things out, I want to share an email from a listener that recently made my day. This one comes from Christina in Toronto. She says, I've been listening to your podcast and I'm going through your audience growth through podcasting mini course. And I'd just like to say, well, thank you. You provide really actionable tools and cut through a lot of the BS. And not to go all Ted Lasso on you, but I appreciate you and the authentic goodness you bring to your work and the content you produce. You and your content both have a beautiful energy, and it leaves me committed to following you and happy and inspired when I do. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Christina, for this amazing note. It really did make my day, and I've saved it to my folder of positive notes and encouragement that I read through whenever I'm needing a pick-me-up. So again, thank you. If you'd like to send me a note, question, comment, or anything else, you can reach out to me at jeremy at counterweightcreative.co. I'd love to hear from you. In next week's episode... I'll be talking with Krista Chapman of Path and Compass all about marketing funnels. I met Krista at a conference a few years ago and I followed her work ever since. I know you're going to enjoy this episode as well. This episode was produced by our amazing team at Counterweight Creative. Big thanks in particular to Tom Kelly for sound engineering support, Karina Penner for her work on the show notes, Ari Lombardozzi for his help with video editing, and Casey Bowen and Francesca Mamlin for their behind the scenes work keeping everything running smoothly and on schedule. To you listening, Thank you so much for spending this time with me and until next time, keep building better.